All right. Well, hey everyone. My name is Arnell, and welcome to the first episode of the Sound Minds Podcast. Um. So now on this show, the goal is to just be vulnerable, heal, and most importantly, have fun through conversation with people from all walks of life. Honestly, just regular, regular people who have amazing stories. Um, and today, I have a special guest. Very special guest. Mm, very special. <laughs> this is one of my very best friends, um, like a brother. Um, we fight almost every other day, like siblings. <laughs> so it's like, you know, but you don't need to be blood to be siblings for real. Nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, you want to introduce yourself? Nah, you gotta gas me, bro. (laughs) Okay, um, what else can I say? His name is Carl. Oh, thank you. With a K. His name is Carl with a K, not a C, people. Carl with a K. Um, he is a great listener. Great communicator. Great basketball coach. He loves Jesus. Um... All the qualities you're looking for in a man, Carl has. So, Ooh, y'all, y'all can really DM me if you're serious. <laughs> and, you know, I could make that work. I'm weak. ASAP. I'm weak. But, anyways, <laughs> but anyways, today we're going to talk about self-esteem and self-worth. Um, and with this conversation, it's actually weird because I've never had this conversation with a man. <laughs> like in like the depth of things um because truthfully this is something that i think women are more prone to talk about or more vulnerable to discuss but you've never you never really hear a man open openly talking about struggles with self-esteem or self-worth it's just not it's not, you know, quote unquote. It doesn't fit the stereotype nah, of what a man not. should be. Gotta so be manly, strong. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this because we have very similar, I guess, similar stories, but like from different viewpoints. Obviously, yeah. from me being a girl and you being a guy. So I guess first, I just want to dive into like, where are you? with that now mm-hmm. compared to where you were with it before got it so i would say for me i definitely feel like the place i'm at now is like an intentional you know repair if that makes sense or intentional growth because i feel like you know with what i've learned in my journey with higher self-esteem and just self-worth and self-love is that it's very fluid you know situations can happen stages seasons in your life can affect how you feel and how you view yourself um but I think I'm in a place where I'm more I'm trying to equip myself more with combating those um whatever those seasons may be and kind of getting the white noise out the way and the lies and really focusing on what's true so where I'm at now is definitely a place where I feel I'm better equipped to 
deal with the lies of man you're not worth nothing nobody is gonna mm-hmm. love you don't have anything of quality um you're ugly different things like that that creep in that you just know aren't true i think that i'm in a place where i can equip myself or i'm equipped should i say to deal with those things better before it was something where it's just it comes you distract yourself with whatever right. you know it's stages of life i know for me it's been something that that struggle has been really going on i didn't realize but since i was like seven or eight um at least the seeds of it growing and so from that point on it's like whether it was something quote-unquote productive like sports or you know just having a different mindset of just like man forget it or Mm -hmm. it could be something you know counterproductive uh that you know causes more damage in the long run right um those are the different things that I know it was before, and it's just I gotta get to. I got to a point where you just gotta do with the head on. So right. So like, when did you realize that this was something that you struggle with? I would say I realized I definitely struggled with it, probably around nineteen. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because I think that I <clears throat> I got saved at eighteen and really deep in my relationship with God. Not a lot. I got saved at nineteen, but early 19 and my journey with God has opened my ability to understand my emotions and understand how I feel and before that I think I was so closed off in understanding my emotions being able to like decipher what I felt to the point where I didn't know I struggled with this Mm -hmm. so once I got to a point where even it was just the beginning of able to decipher how I feel and like this feeling I have means this emotion and it's derived from this and that I was able to see more and more oh I'm struggling with this thing um of self-esteem so around then but I was able to look back and say oh I've been actually struggling with it like I said since seven or eight at least Mm -hmm. that took time to get to that point um but at 19 was when I realized okay this is an issue that whether whenever it started is something that is problematic now yeah I think for me too um it wasn't really like out loud until probably like late high school Mm -hmm. and then I think in late high school is when I was able to connect the dots like I feel this way because of something that happened in elementary school and so like with self-esteem I've I realized when I got to high school like yo I've always had low self-esteem but I use different things to kind of like cover it up yeah you know and then it's like when you get older and you know like you hit puberty and like you start to feel all types of feels Mm -hmm. and it's like oh where's all this stuff coming from Mm -hmm. and i think that's when i realized like just as a woman like there's just so many things that like are nitpicked about you whether it's you know i'm dark-skinned being dark-skinned um you know, not looking a certain type of way, body image, like all these things. Being African, because that we used to get bullied for that back in the day. That's you know what fact. I'm saying? That's a huge so fact. it's like that too also like shot down my self esteem. So I think going through high school and then going to college where it's like I was all alone, I think that's kinda where it magnified. Um and I would use different things to kind of try to hide my own personal like self-worth issues and things like that i know for me it was guys Mm -hmm. you know like i found my quote-unquote worth through what this guy thought about me which is totally like when i think about it now it's just like dang 
what? It's low-key common, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's very common. common. A lot yeah. of people do. Yeah. And it's like, and that's why I ended up in repeated cycles of, like, the same thing, mm-hmm. whether it's dealing with pretty much the same type of guy over and over again because of that insecurity issue. And so, and self-worth and all that stuff. So, it's like, for me, it really took some soul-searching and, like, diving deeper with God to kind of figure out, like, just the depths of it, you know, and kind of, like, dig deep into that. But, like I said earlier, with women, it's more, we're more prevalent to, like, at least open up to each other about this. And I forgot how this conversation even came up between you and I. I think it was just random. Random, yeah. Where you just hit me up and, like, you were like, hey, have you ever struggled with was it self low self esteem? I think it was self esteem and like body image. And stuff yeah, like and we were yeah. talking about that, and um, I, I forgot. Oh yeah, I was talking about my days being a cheerleader. Yeah, and how that um, just being a cheerleader and having to fit this ter- stereotype of looking a certain way, and how I guess subconsciously I did things to like with uphold that stereotype um because naturally i didn't fit it um most of them are like you know skinny or whatever i'm not skinny i'm not fat but it's like i'm a little you know i got curves you know what i'm saying and then there's this pressure of wanting to look that way so i remember there were times where i would skip meals um i would overwork out like Little things like that. And I think that's when I really was, like, introduced to, like, body dysmorphia and body image issues. Um, because I felt like I was supposed to look a certain type of way to be this person. If I'm going to be a cheerleader for the football team, I have to do X, Y, and Z or look X, Y, and Z. And... Because I felt nobody said I didn't fit, I didn't uphold that standard, but I that's what you saw. Took, yeah, yeah, I took that upon myself, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to do all these things, and that kind of followed me into college. And even now, I still struggle with it, yeah. but I mean, even in college, that's kind of when, when I was alone and not in my mama's house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when it got like really bad and why was that you think why is it that like the change from home really made that that difference for you um I think because nobody was there to really hold me accountable okay um nobody really knew me that was like a new uh, yeah. environment nobody really knew me so yeah so if i'm skipping meals you're not gonna true. you're not gonna think anything of it true, you know what true, i'm saying true. um and so yeah that's what i would do there were times where like i could either skip meals or i would like binge eat mm-hmm. in my room with when nobody was there yeah. um and then after you do that you feel super super like bad about yourself and then you go to the gym and you try to 
run as fast as you can hoping yeah. all the Burn food is just going to yeah. go away. And it doesn't work like that. And that became like a routine for me. And I think that's when I realized like, yo, there's it's something deeper <laughs> that you really got to look at yourself um, for. And so, yeah, that was that pretty much was my experience. I still struggle with that. Um, it's obviously now it's because I go to therapy and yeah. I do the and I take the time to do the inner work and realize, hey, you got issues. That's the big <laughs> Fix key. Them. That's the big that's the big key. I think yeah. that that's something that I learned so much is that like like I said before, <clears throat> the intentionality of it. You gotta be able to put yourself in a like vulnerable state to where you're really allowing your own not even flaws, but your own like traumas and your own pains and wounds to kind of be exposed and examine them because i think Mm -hmm. that you know what makes it very easy what can be very easy is just that i always did is something hurts you you kind of turn it away you know like i think that there's a lot of things whether it's like home situations um like family stuff or it could be stuff it could be even little things like as a big sports fan if a team loses right Mm -hmm. when i feel that pain or that something deep inside of me i go and it doesn't even have to do something. I just literally shut my mind off to it. I focus on something else. Right. And the idea is, all right, it hurts. So we're taught, like, if something's pain, you run away, right? Um, whether physical or emotional. The problem is when you do that so often, you're not able to identify it. Now, when things happen that cause problems in your relationships or just in your own life, you're kind of like, where does this, what does this even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to have that kind of that open surgery with other people or just within yourself. To say, all right, I'm going to go through this little pain right now. Just examining this wound. And you do that, you know, enough times, eventually it's going to heal. And you're just going to be in a better place, I feel like. Yeah. So why do you think men are slower or more reluctant Mm. to do this type of work? This inner work, this inner healing work? I think that it's it's, it's multifaceted. You know, it's it's a very nuanced issue. I think that you look at men, just how we're conditioned... Like I just said, you got to kind of have that mindset of just keep it pushing. Um, As a guy, you know, we're we're always going to be the ones who are not always, but at least now the providers, you know, and how society is and are supposed to be the protectors. And from that perspective, you're less capable of protecting and in theory, right? In theory, Mm -hmm. you're less capable of protecting if you're weak, right? Or if you're in a position where you're vulnerable. And I think a lot of people look at that emotional hurt or that pain or whatever as a vulnerability right Mm -hmm. because like i said it's a survival thing if you feel pain then you're not able to if if you're not able to get up and do what you have to do and then you're gonna starve and die right if this was you know kind of gathering stage so at the end of the day you look at what we're going through as guys it's all right and it's it's, we're not thinking like that i think that's my observation of why it's that way but Mm -hmm. it's just as a kid you're crying on the playground and somebody tells you hey suck it up right mm-hmm. you good i'm guilty of that there's times when i know i was working with kids like i'll look at a girl crying i'll look at a guy crying and i know my initial instinct is different for the girl than the guy mm-hmm. i have to check myself like all right no that's not proper that's how i was taught or that's how a lot of it's yeah. been but that's not how it <clears> should be so when that happens you know as guys you're you come up a condition like that to where we we don't cry, you know, it's weak and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't feel those emotions. And then also, I think that guys are less, um, less 
how do you say it? I think just by nature, we don't look as deep, right? Yeah. In general, of anything, we're kind of just surface level. We see what we see. We like what we like. That's what it is. Like <laughs> that's just how guys. That's are. actually facts. Yeah, yeah. They're very simplistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of it takes a lot of thought and uh, deep thinking to really decipher what's going on and to really deal with those things. And from that perspective, it's just the energy. Like we don't, we're not trained for it, and we don't have the energy to even right. do it because it's not a surface problem. It's all inside of us. Mm-hmm. So for all those reasons, I think that contributes to it. And I don't see you don't you don't see anybody else doing it, right? There's no example of a guy out here as a mental health, you know, or not mental health expert, but just somebody specifically with like a self esteem or stuff. Because mm-hmm. guys have to have the supreme confidence all right. the time, right? That's an ego boosting thing. So it's all it's always the opposite. So it's almost if you don't have that, you're less of a man. Mm-hmm. Um and which is cap, but you know, that's how it goes a lot of times. So that's what I think the main reason is. But you kinda just gotta get out that mentality to I think digging deeper. Yeah. And I mean it's that's true and even for girls too sometimes, like I know for me growing up in an African household, like emotion isn't something that I was really taught to express so in a lot of ways I was kind of like a guy um I was taught to you know don't show like your emotion outside the house you know what I'm saying so I've always had like just kind of like tunnel vision for everything um except for like when I'm literally like by myself but outside of just me being alone, like nobody would ever see that there was a problem. Nobody yeah. would ever really know. That's why even the things I'm talking about now, like with cheerleading and stuff, nobody knows that stuff. This is actually the first time I'm saying that out loud mm. um, for people to hear. But like nobody would have guessed that because it's not something like you would never see Maybe. no types of signs. Like I'm always laughing, like all that stuff. Um, and that's just part of how I was raised. So now being older, I'm really just in the stage of like unlearning a lot of things. Like it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to talk about your feelings. It's okay to seek help, go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go to therapy to learn how to like navigate and process through emotions. Because if you don't, then they're just gonna you're either gonna suppress them or they're going to come out in a way that they shouldn't you know and like they always do they always find a way to come out exactly and it's like i know from our conversations Mm -hmm. you know you're saying now that you struggled with like self-esteem when you were younger yeah but your childhood wouldn't have reflected that because you were always the top the top dog. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure, for sure. You I, know. Yeah, I think that, like, one thing I learned is, you know, confidence is so different in your own person. Like, what I mean by that is you can be confident in so many things about you and be confident in nothing at the same time. Like, I'm confident definitely in my personality. Like, mm-hmm. I know that my personality is something that is just, just fly. Like, I don't have any types of doubts in that. And I mm-hmm. think that my my understanding of different concepts I'm confident in. But like you said, when it comes to the idea of are you really somebody that's worthy of 
being cared for, worthy of somebody's attention. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, I never really felt that, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I like, I don't think that my whole experience as a child, if I, like, ask that child specific questions, do you feel these things, you know, that he would be able to say, yeah, I do, right? Because mm-hmm. of this so suppressed, or not even suppressed, but it was so, you know, glazed over. It's just something yeah. that it's not, the survival instinct tells you, you're dead if you think about this, right? Whether it's dead in your image, whether it's dead in your own life, whether it's dead in your own concept of happiness, whatever it may be dealing with that pain. So for me, I know a lot of it, you know, stems from just like we talked about, like the body image issues. And for me, being somebody who for most of life been overweight and stuff, always felt that, you know, there isn't much that I couldn't, you know, joke about or something like just always crack jokes with people. Mm -hmm. But that that was always the punchline for me. And I think that that was something that I know definitely would. And then going to like military school, military school is all you do is cut up, right? And Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so seeing that all kind of facilitate or not facilitate, but seeing it all develop in the way that it did in hindsight, it makes a lot more sense as to why, you know, it's something that is more suppressed because it didn't go, it didn't fit in with the rest of my kind of lifestyle or just how I was as a kid. Um, but at the end of the day, like you just said, it always finds a way to come out, you mm-hmm. know, and quarantine definitely was something where <clears throat> God was like, yo, we, we done, <laughs> we done letting this joint just sit and simmer because we got to yeah. deal with this head on and get to the root so you can level up. You know? Yeah. And I, that's one thing I definitely would give credit to quarantine for because Five. it definitely really gave you time to like sit with yourself and mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. like, yo, there's a lot of things that people... Like I was saying earlier, we all have toxic qualities in us. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everybody, everybody. Everybody has some type of toxic quality in us. And I feel like quarantine really, if you was paying attention, of course, yeah. and yeah. doing the, you know, doing the work, I think quarantine was that thing to kind of like, at least bring it to the forefront. Yeah. So from there, I feel like once it's at the forefront, it's up to you either... You handle it, <laughs> or you just go, eh, it's whatever. Hey, it's that's just who right. I am, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? But, like, that I just feel sucks. like that's just... It's it's really up to you to do the work. Yeah. And even with insecurities, like, a lot of the times, something could happen to you, right? Like, for example, somebody could literally, like, just break your heart, mm-hmm. shatter it into pieces. And you could sit there and be like... This person is evil. This person did this. This and the, the person very well may have done something to you. But at the same time, sometimes you got to look at yourself. It's like, okay, this person was wrong. Yes. But how could have how could I have been better <laughs> or how could have I have not brought myself into the situation? Yeah. And then that alone that thinking that deep thinking of evaluating yourself that alone can bring up okay it's because of this insecurity that i've never dealt with exactly not exactly i think on the tip of that like i know for me high school or not high school should i say but college definitely had that mindset of like when i find that that relationship i'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be completed bro like there ain't gonna be nothing that i'm lacking in all that type of stuff and going through situations where 
you feel like whether it's a situationship or you dating somebody, you feel like, oh, this is it. Because I've had that happen. And it just to like drop and be like, all right, well, what what now? Like, I thought that was it. Right. I thought mm-hmm. that was and it's not it. It makes you realize, first off, that for me, you know, God's the only thing that's going to give me the completing love, you know, that I'm yeah. looking for. And there isn't anything else that can replace that. And if you don't start there, you're missing the mark. But also having the understanding, all right, why is it that I think a person is going to complete me? What mm-hmm. is lacking in me, Um, like you said? And that in itself, that introspection is something that I'm... I, I know I really started three years ago. I don't know how long it's going to take until it <laughs> fully gets... Because that drone, bro, it's a process on it process is. on process. And it's not something that I think is just one answer. Like, you could mm-hmm. say, all right, this happened when you were 12 or this happened because of that and all this type of stuff. It's something that is a snowball effect, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of affects all different aspects of your life. Um, and so you really just have to be able to it's a journey you have to be able to kind of strap in and say all right i'm gonna go for the journey of always bettering myself um in that respect because if you don't then you'll get discouraged and probably just say screw it um i'm just gonna chill in this sorrow of less than (laughs) and just that's it bro exactly so like how are you practically and actively taking the steps to you know heal from that and like build your self-esteem because mm. I, I I mean self worth I feel like that's something that's something that needs to be built too but ultimately especially with within our faith right mm. our worth comes from God Yeah, he says that we were bought at a price Back. therefore we are worthy it's just we have to believe that mm-hmm. we are worthy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of it and I know for me I know it I know that I'm worthy. I yeah. know that, I mean, I gotta be because I'm still here. Yeah. And not only that, but God says that I'm worthy, but I don't believe it. A lot I know of it times. in your head, but not yeah, in your heart. Yeah, I know it in my head, but I don't know it in my heart. And it reflects on the decisions I make. I don't, I'm not, I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy of getting a certain job because yeah. I'm not qualified or like I'm not worthy of being in a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. or you know just little things even doing this doing a podcast like there's so much this this is a perfect first episode because we're talking about self-esteem and self-worth as we're doing it and this was one of those things where it's like i'm not qualified to do it i don't like the sound of my voice on audio i'm shy like i was all the stacks (laughs) and the negative things I feel about myself were the reasons why this took this was an idea from ages ago but because of all these things I was like "Uh, I don't think it's the right way to go so how are you actively you know building these things for yourself well for me I think um it all it all really starts you know with God being in the center like I don't think that that aspect is, you know, for people that are believers and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't think that that aspect is fully understood or like 
what that tangibly may look like for people because it's not really a physical thing of God being your center mm-hmm. I think it's it's just the heart posture and I know for me my heart posture dealing with not self-esteem early in quarantine but just dealing with different issues like I think everybody was dealing with just kind of this whole new life and being mm-hmm. locked up and stuff and <laughs> a lot of a lot of bad habits that you might be tapping into I know for me I wasn't keeping God in the center and I was kind of like all right I'm gonna find a way out of it you know what I yeah. mean um and then really once it hit for me around September of like yo your self-esteem is trash bro like all right I wanted one of the biggest things I wanted to do was go to therapy I always felt like from that place of center with God not that the therapy itself would be just the end all be all mm-hmm. but I knew that there was things that were so much deeper through like my conversation with God and just understanding myself that it kind of had to be unpackaged right and that in itself was something that was a step because I had done therapy early in my life um for when my parents my parents split and things uh of that nature and I hated it bro like I (laughs) hated the dude he probably a cool dude but he gave me creepy vibes like I did not rock with son so I definitely had for a long part a bad like, I had the stigma towards therapy, like, it don't really help you, you're weak if you go, all that stuff. And it wasn't honestly until I really met you that I felt and understood, you know, your journey with it and how passionate you were that I'm like, okay, this is something that yeah. is not bad. This is actually something that's great and everybody I talk about therapy all the time. All the time. All the time, <laughs> bro. At first, I'm like, son, shut up. Like, there's no any... All the time. All the time. But now, definitely, I see why. Because I think that the therapy, for what's really helped me is... I've been those things I talked about early being equipped to deal with the different thinking comes from just the therapy sessions and just the outside person that doesn't know me that doesn't have any type of bias or anything like that um being able to really you know give me the type of tools from her expertise and like also I think one thing that I've been trying to make sure to do is just constant and I always thought it was nonsense I thought it was so extra but I'm seeing the value in it partially now is always practicing like positive self-talk like mm-hmm. positive reinforcement yes. that thing is crucial crucial Very. crucial crucial because i think that what happens is we tell ourselves subconsciously things especially if you're dealing struggling with this subconsciously those things pop in your mind mm-hmm. and because it's subconscious and because it's always been there you think that's just how you think but the truth is and you think that these problems are like a separate issue but it's like this low key, this might not be the source of it, yeah. but just changing this could have a huge impact on the other stuff you're dealing with. So, and that's something that when talking to my therapist, she was kind of big on. And I didn't know how to, but I'll just, like, I'll just repeat certain things to myself. Like you are worthy of being loved, you know, and whether it be stuff that has to do within me or stuff that's just a general fact in terms of like one thing my therapist would always say is like, you know, things aren't always as bad as they seem. Like there's always a you they're never as good as they seem and they're never as bad nothing's that black and white and so kind of just having that mindset um and just reminding myself of those when you know certain times with feelings get really down and negative um has helped me kind of get it to the forefront of my mind more and more we're not there yet you know it's only Mm -hmm. been a couple months but i definitely think that it's um improved a lot because of it yeah and that you know positive self-talk it sounds like an easy thing, but it's actually so hard yeah. when you're just so used to neg- <laughs> negativity. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's almost like you're so used to negativity that something positive doesn't even sound like what? It sounds too good to be true. It's like, yeah, exactly. yeah. 
<laughs> it definitely is foreign. It's foreign. And I think that's what I struggle with. Yeah. Like, you know, I say all these things. If you go to my room, like, I literally you got have the post-its up on, on my wall yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But it's like, bruh, like, what? Nah. <laughs> like, I actually, like, I can say it all the time. But um, I think for me, it's believing those things and not yeah. needing people to validate it. Yeah. Like, I don't need a guy to tell me that I'm worth like I should know this before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't need uh an employer to tell me I'm qualified. I should know this that mm-hmm. I am qualified. You know what I'm saying? So I think for me it's getting away from people and relying on people to tell me, hey, you're good at this. You should do this and believing in myself because truthfully i'm i think and i think this is for everybody but i'm my worst critic and nobody is harder than me on me than myself to be honest yeah i everybody knows i'm a creative and i write i design i do all these things she's tough with it too tough and that's the thing people be saying this yeah but i could design like a jacket i'm just like this is so trash no, no, I get it. <laughs> literally that's like literally sometimes that's how i feel yeah. or like i remember i wrote um a blog post about like peace and i was just like oh i don't even think this is good and then some stranger dm me talking about oh my god like this really helped me out and oh, i was like look at that and i was just like well dang I, I guess I got to put out my trash work because yeah. even though I think it's trash, somebody else out there doesn't. Mm-hmm. But I want I really do want to get to the point where I don't think my stuff is not good enough or not good enough, not worthy enough to be in a major store yeah. or like, you know, things like that. So honestly, I just think it's a it's a process. It's nothing that happens overnight. Um, and it's definitely gonna take some time like and i tell people that all the time like this healing process is something that it's it's a journey like sometimes i really feel like there's really no end point Mm. it's just you're just gonna grow and just be better um i think that's very possible though i hope there's an end point but it's like do you ever get to the point where it's like you feel oh I'm completely over this like facts facts all I'm, the time I'm bro. like I'm good Science and then that straight. one thing yeah. can trigger you yeah. in your back and exactly. you're like dang I thought I thought I God I thought you dealt with this yeah. it's like it's not that he hasn't dealt with it but it's like yo it's a process you need to be patient yeah and you need to take the time so and we're so young I think that's something I had to be reminded of like. Obviously, you know, knife's not guaranteed and, you know, tomorrow could, today could be your last second, obviously. But assuming we all live average lives, right? And we up here to the 80s and all that, like, or 90s. We have a lot of time on this earth and it would be, I think, a disservice to us as, like, people if it all came so quick, right? Yeah. Because you don't appreciate the, the, the journey once you're through it, right? Or you may not even be through it, but once you see how far you've come, you think it's that easy and you don't appreciate the struggle of, all right, this is what it took to get here, right? Or appreciate God that he brought you out. I was so low and now I'm up to this spot. And I think that that's something I always try to tell myself is, man, you know, you are going to be able to help so many people, right? In your kid's life, your family's life, 
your coach, like the kids you're <clears throat> coaching lives, like all these different things mm-hmm. because you're struggling with it so much. If I just struggle with it and in a month or a year, everything was straight, then it would be like, oh yeah, I went through. I can't remember mm-hmm. these year struggles I had. I forget, like yeah. it's not important because it was so quick. But if it's something that's deeper, then it's always going to be resonating on my heart. Now I'm able, and it's important because everybody's got emotions they deal with. Everybody's got a season and that's part of life. Like to live is you feel the good, you feel the bad, you know, you never want to get to a spot where you feel nothing. So exactly. And I think that's why it's so important to actually talk about these things. Um, Because there's freedom in vulnerable, being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. There's freedom for other people. Like, when they hear, oh, you go through this? Me too. Like, I can't tell you how many times that has actually, like, gave me peace. Knowing that other people... Like, when they tell you, like, oh, I'm yeah, going or, too. or even, like, if I hear it on TV or yeah. something. Like, I remember I, the first time I heard Wale talk about his anxiety. I was just like, wow, like... It's almost like he's living in my brain because literally Mm -hmm. what he described is literally what I go through. And I sometimes I really be thinking, bruh, it's only only me. And it's really not. Like, there's so many people who battle the same things, but it's like nobody wants to talk about it, especially us. Like, I'm Ghanaian, you're Jamaican. Like, nobody wants to talk about it. It's not... It's really not the norm, quote-unquote norm. So, honestly, that's kind of why I wanted to do this. Just to, like, have these conversations. And it's, like, obviously, you know, it's it's going to be more than just, like, you know, the sad stuff. Or, like, not even sad. This isn't really sad. But, like, you know, like, the deep, deep, deep stuff. Yeah. But it's, like, I just think it's necessary. Um, just so people can... At least, if you don't want to talk about it, you can hear somebody else talk about it and be yeah. like, oh, okay, they, at least this person knows what it feels mm, like. Yeah. And if from then you choose not to talk about it, that's on you. I don't recommend that, though. But It's going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and it might not come back yeah. in a way you recognize. Like, I think one thing, I love my family, you know, but I definitely see, especially, you know, with the men in my family, older men, like, a lot of that ignoring of emotions right or man don't do that like with that type of Mm. mentality i see how it impacts how they deal with me or they deal with their children and stuff like that yeah and i know for me the biggest thing on my heart is to be the best father i can be to my kids and i would i'm going to i think that's something i have to accept more that there's going to be things i do in my kids life that my kids are gonna be like that wasn't the best move right Right. you definitely (laughs) messed me up with that yeah And I got to be like, all right, you know, I'm human. I got to eat that. But the things that at least that I went through, I'm hoping that I won't repeat those cycles, you know? Right. And um, from that perspective, it's like, that's why you got to deal with it. If not for you, then the people coming after you, the people you know you want to love and you be the one to, you know, be the positive influence on them. Yeah. I always say that too. Like, all this self-work, inner work that I take so much time to do, it's more for, like, my future kids than myself. Yeah. Because I don't want my future kids to ever have to... Obviously, they're going to go through things because it's just life. But it's like, if I can do something differently to change that, I will. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me, I always said, as soon as I have a kid, like, even before they can talk, I'm going to speak life into them. Like, got to. Got to, bro. Like, I can't wait for You're worthy. That. Yeah, you're yeah. beautiful. You're all this. Like, from, like Google Gaga. Yes. You're just going right at them. Yes, for until sure. they're older. Like, yeah. for example, um, I don't know if you've seen that video of Stormy, Kylie Jenner's daughter. Nah. Who, she She's like two, I think. Maybe three. She walked past a mirror. Mm-hmm. And she looked at herself. She okay. was like beautiful ah that's tough yeah <laughs> that's really tough. I didn't know that. and then just walked away that's and i was tough. like yes she was like when, by herself with it? I, literally her yes. mom didn't say anything she was just walking yeah, 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 yeah. and she saw herself and she's like beautiful oh. or no she said pretty pretty that is and amazing, then she man. walked away and i was like yeah. that's exactly my child's gonna be doing yeah, that yeah, yeah like to. you're going to know these things so that when you get outside in the real world and meet people yeah those words that they say won't have effect on you because you're like nah i already my mom said this or god says this about me you know so it's like those word curses can't be put on them because i've already instilled you're worthy Mm. you're enough you're all these things so yeah man honestly it's for us to maintain but for real for real it's for the future generation like all this work and i think that's why as I feel like we're a very outspoken generation already, which is why, like, we as young people got to put effort into doing the self-work so that we can change things. Because it's like our parents, their parents, their parents' parents, they did enough ignoring to cause a whole, to pass down generational trauma, literally. Like, the cycle... It has to break. It's got it has to. to break. So, yeah. But this was a great conversation. I'm actually really, really proud of myself because you did it, bro. You did it. I didn't think. <laughs> you really did it. I really didn't think I was gonna like, yo. When I tell you, it took it. I we said we were gonna start two hours ago, and we didn't really start. No. Because I just be in my own head. Um yeah so this this doing this yeah. is already doing that self-work into confidence because mm-hmm. listen yeah this is the first one it might be and not really might not be all that good but that's how it starts man you gotta yeah. start just you, start no nah, you gotta start with trash whoever's sometimes. listening yeah. whatever you're doing whatever is an idea in your head you're sitting there contemplating it Oh, I don't think I should, but just start it. Like, if it's a fail, it's a fail, but you never know until you try. Man, I think that one of the things that is so key in terms of just, like, doing stuff is, like, that's fear of failure is not, like, it's all in moderation. But if fear of failure is low-key good, because I think that it's like a balance. The fear of failure that's good is when you have that care it shows you that you really care about what you're doing mm-hmm. and you want to make it as good as possible and you're just not nonchalant but then it can get to a point where it becomes crippling and it just really stifles what you want to do because you don't do anything because you're like man i'm so afraid of messing up and i feel like when you step out there you can't come back like once you start talking i mean we could stop the recording but i'm here so we're not stopping the recording right. so it's like you got to be able to step out and once you step out it's like all right what goes goes and at that point it's already done yeah um so i'm very proud of you and though like we said the self-work is something that is 
you know, internal. You got to do at the same time. You got to get your flowers when you can. So I am really, I'm not just saying this. I'm really <laughs> proud of you. And I really think uh, that thanks. what you have inside of you is something that I've always thought this is you don't really know the potential that's inside of you and being in a position where I think you can really tap into that unknown is going to do wonders for you and just your confidence in where God is taking you and what is in you side of you so I think this is the start of something very special and very really just very revolutionary for you if and then revolutionary for everybody else for the people you're going to impact because like I said, you don't really understand what's inside of you and hearing it in the third person <laughs> as you're listening back and you're like, yo, I'm really dope. Like, I really just said that. Oh. Like, that's going to boost you. That's going to gas oh you. Oh, my gosh. So, Thank you so much. Like it's the truth, man. Oh, thanks. I really appreciate that because you. I think you, you definitely know. You know, Kaylin knows. Our whole squad mm-hmm. is really, is not especially for me like yeah. these things are very anxiety driven so i appreciate that i really appreciate that and i thank you for being my guinea pig of course that's what my I first am. tester the guinea pig my first guest <laughs> that's how she treats me though. elaborate it's all good though don't worry because like when it blows up then it's like oh you was the first person well i need my show. commission when it blows up if it, we got to establish a contract actually so i can get my little we'll talk well, okay we'll, we'll talk. talk we'll talk anyways off yes off off air but thank you all for listening um and stay tuned for just more genuine awesome funny healing conversations